The odds seemingly stacked against him. A man in Nigeria decided to leave the future of his career in the hands of God. Peace be upon you and welcome to Power of Prayer, a podcast experience brought to you by the Existence Project from the Review of Religions. Join me, your host, Sada Malik, as we travel to Abuja, Nigeria. My name is Latif Busari, and this is my story. As of 1996, Latif worked in a senior research position in the sugarcane industry in Nigeria. But he found himself stagnating at his job. He had been stuck at this position for years, despite having repeatedly passed the interview requirements for a promotion. Latif was disgruntled, but above all, he held his faith in God. I believe strongly that um, we should always rely on Allah rather than on any human being for whenever we have, uh, you know, problems or we have confronted with situations that uh, appear to us to be beyond uh, us. Sometime later, Latif's friend came to him about a government job opportunity in Abuja and encouraged him to apply for it. Although Latif jumped to apply right away, he knew how this process usually ends up. Until one day, a visitor came to his institute with a newspaper. There was supposed to be a conference in my uh, institute, and uh, a number of people attended from outside. One of them apparently came with a newspaper that we do not subscribe to in the institute, and that's uh, the, um, uh, the punch. And it was the one that alerted one of my colleagues there that uh, uh, he saw my name in the, on the list of those invited uh, for interview. And they showed it to me. And of course, it turned out to be true. So we were, uh, there were about 58 people on the list. I was among them. And we were supposed to uh, come to attend the interview in, um, in Abuja. Latif marveled at how the news was brought right in front of him. If this colleague had not visited the institute that day, how would he ever have found out about this? Perhaps it was divine intervention. For the first time since applying, Latif found himself taking this job idea seriously. He began praying fervently, though the thought of beating out 58 other candidates seemed like a long shot. As he prepared for the interview, he decided to write to the then head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, the fourth caliph, Hazrat Mirza Tahir Ahmad, may God have mercy on him. He then explained his current job situation and requested prayers from his caliph. His holiness wrote back, expressing that God would make it possible for him to get the job if it was beneficial for him. It also happened that this interview fell during the holy month of Ramadan, a time when even greater doors of nearness to God are flung open. On that faithful interview day, 52 out of 58 invitees turned up at the venue in Abuja. When Latif entered the oral segment of his interview, he was caught off guard by the odd question posed to him by the panel of two, a query which struck him as irrelevant and therefore suspicious. So when I uh, sat before them, of course they asked uh, for the originals of my uh, credentials. I showed it to them. And then they asked me to introduce myself and uh, where I come from and all that. I did that. 
And then I was expecting that he now starts the interview proper. And uh, to my surprise, the man just asked if I was a Muslim. The interviewer asked Latif whether he was fasting, and Latif responded, yes. He then asked, what is the Arabic word for fasting? Bewildered by what he thought were irrelevant questions, Latif still obliged and answered, and then that was it. The man abruptly wrapped up the interview, leaving Latif in disbelief. I couldn't believe that. That was the end of the interview. So, well, they said that was it. And so I packed my papers and left. And then I shared my experience with some of the other people who came for interview. And uh, practically all of them had similar experiences. Uh, we were thinking that maybe, well, they've actually uh, known who they wanted to employ. They were just using this uh, as a ruse just to fulfill our righteousness and all that. But nobody thought anything about it. We just felt, no, this couldn't be the interview that they would use to employ people. So we all left. The surprises didn't end. In October, nearly three months after the strange interview, the thief received a letter offering him the job and asking him to report to the office. He was stunned and overjoyed all at once. Despite the emotional roller coaster of doubt that he had experienced, here it was an actual job offer. Right then, another sense of worry overtook him. He realized it had been three months. So I just felt, no, they couldn't um, hold the position down for me for three months. I mean, they would have uh, probably given it to somebody else. Latif consulted with his close friends in the institute, and they all said that it wasn't possible at all that they would retain the position for Latif for such a long time. He surmised that it was impossible the position was still vacant. It must have already been filled when he got the letter. So Latif accepted the entire ordeal as the will of God and let the whole matter slip from his mind. But a month later, in November, it so happened that one day Latif was given an official assignment in a city close to Abuja. And since I was very close to Abuja, I told myself, why don't I just uh, uh, dash to Abuja and see and just see them? I have nothing to lose. So I just went down and um, I went to the room that was indicated in the letter, you know, room uh, in the office of the Federal Civil Service Commission. As he entered the office and introduced himself to the lady, she expressed great happiness and mentioned how difficult it had been for them to locate the thief. In the end, she confirmed that the job offer was indeed still valid, despite nearly four months having elapsed. With a smile on his face and contentment in his heart, the thief accepted. It was then that the secretary began to shed light on the entire situation, sharing the story of how the thief had been selected for the job. But that was not even the surprising thing. The really surprising, probably even miraculous thing about this, which uh, made me want to share this experience with others, is to see how uh, Allah, you know, helps those he wants to help without even your own um, input at all. The thief was moved. With each detail the lady mentioned, Latif felt what had always been in his heart deepening even further. The miraculous nature of the whole process reminded him that God is the only one who should be relied upon, not any human beings. The woman explained that on the day of the interview, officials of the Federal Civil Service Commission were to consider the interview results, and they were to select candidates for the position. The chairman of the commission had asked if there were candidates who had brought letters of introduction from top government officials. He then directed that a list of all such candidates be compiled. This was nothing out of the ordinary. 
But then he further directed that a second list also be compiled of all other candidates who did not have any such recommendation letters from prominent government officials. So they did, and they sent the two lists to him. So when they got back, he now said, uh, because of um, possible conflict of interest, they will not consider at all any of those uh, you know, candidates on the list of people who brought you know, letters of introduction, and that they were going to select from, only from the list of those who didn't have anybody speaking on their behalf. A stunning twist for the thief. The chairman directed that instead the top candidates from the second list would be selected, and so the thief's name miraculously emerged above all others. The thief immediately knew it was the prayers of his caliph and his own personal absolute reliance on God that had come together to help him secure this great position. He expressed gratitude to God, once again seeing in his life that God is indeed the answerer of prayers. And this is amazing. Amazing in the sense that it is the very, you know, the very um, instrument that people thought would uh, assist them to secure the appointment that is now working out against them. So for those of us who didn't have anybody to speak for us, except, of course, Allah, um, we are the ones that won eventually. In fact, I remember that um, one of the reasons why I almost didn't want to even apply for this position in the first place was the general impression that people have that uh, uh, in Abuja, if you don't know, if you are not well connected, you can't get a job, it's not easy. It's when we see past all of the illusions of power this world can boast that we realize that God is the true source of all power. If we rely upon Him alone, not being phased by anything else, then He honors our true love and trust, holding our hand, guiding us to peace and tranquility. This is what compels us to believe in the power of prayer. This has been a production by The Existence Project from the Review of Religions. For more content like this, visit reviewofreligions.org forward slash God. If you'd like to share your story, send it in to tep at reviewofreligions.org.